speeches, debating, impromptu speaking, conversations, presentations, interviews, tips, and advice. Welcome to the Stand Up and Speak podcast, where we discuss everything to do with public speaking. Hello and welcome to our Stand Up and Speak podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Um, it's Kaim. For anyone that doesn't know him, he's been a student with us for the last three years and also volunteers with us, which is just an extra special surprise for all of us. Um, so Kaim, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, first of all, before I start, I just want to thank you for um, letting me be here. And I'm really excited for this opportunity. So hi, everyone. I'm Kaim. I'm currently in grade 11. Some things I enjoy are playing basketball, spending time with my friends and family, and obviously public speaking. My favorite subject in school is chemistry, and my least favorite subject, unfortunately, I'm going to go have to go with English, mainly because I love the experiments we do in chemistry, and English is just like boring, you know? I'm not much of a reader. That's awesome. Do you like shows and movies, or are you just not much of an English fan? I like shows and movies, yeah. Breaking Bad is my favorite. Oh, that's a really good show. What are you watching right now? Um, Right now, I'm too focused on school, so I don't really have... Smart answer. Everyone's listening. That's what you got to tell them. Um, okay, that's awesome. And I know you said you like basketball. So I, I also used to play basketball and still do um, sometimes. What do you like about basketball? Honestly, I just like how versatile the game is and how one person cannot just make a team be successful. And it has to be an entire team effort. That's a really, really good way to put it. I think that's one of the biggest reasons I also really loved it because I made some of my closest friends that way. And I, I agree with you so much. I used to play badminton and basketball. And the one thing with basketball was you're as, your team is as strong as the weakest player. And I think it's a really interesting concept because you all have to push each other forward and make sure everyone's on the same page because that one gap in your defense or the one person that breaks free, your entire team can lose. When did you start playing basketball? I started playing um, in grade six, but I took it more seriously after grade eight. And that's when I just became like super com competitive. And every time I got a chance to play it, I always played it. That's amazing. What position do you play? I play point guard or shooting guard. Okay. And, and that's the position you've always wanted to play? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And would you say you're, you're better at driving into the net or, or taking shots? I'll say I'm more of a shooter. Okay. Very, very nice. Do you feel like you still get very nervous in games? Occasionally, yeah. My, the first game I played for my school, I was so nervous. I was missing everything. And like, it's the first time I felt that way, mainly because it's the first time I played in front of such a large audience. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny as you're speaking about basketball, it reminds me of public speaking too, because that's the same thing that happens when people get really nervous. You could know exactly what you want to say and how you want to say it, but it all comes out either mumbled or you talk too fast or, or the way it comes out to your point, you could, you start missing shots. Um, is that why you also got into public speaking because it, you wanted to build your confidence a little bit more? Oh yeah. That was one of the big reasons because before I joined stand up and speak and became a competitive public speaker, Every time I would go in front of the class to do a presentation, I would just be shaking in my boots. Like a word could not come out of my mouth. <laughs> so after I joined here, I've actually felt so much of an improvement. And, you know, now whenever I have a presentation in class, I feel like I'm the most confident in the room. That's incredible. And it makes us so happy to hear that, that we're, we're making that impact. What do you think helped you improve? What were the things you started doing that changed the way you presented? Honestly, just practicing. Like this may sound very simple, but all I can say is practice. You know, every time you have a presentation, you it's obviously better to memorize it so you don't fumble over your words on stage. 
Like, and just having that mental assurance that you're not going to freeze up just lets you demonstrate your public speaking ability to the fullest. You know what? I think people really, to your point, don't, it's such a simple concept, but practice in, in any way you live your life in public speaking, basketball, or any other sport you do, it is actually practice. You know, LeBron James, some of our greatest basketball players, the biggest thing that sets them aside than anyone else is the amount of hours they put in on that court. And you could see the difference. And I think it's the same with public speaking, right? Like our talk show hosts, yes, they are already fantastic when they join, but you see them improve over the years and years of practice that they get hosting the show, you know, every single day. Um, and I'm so glad that you know, you see the importance of practicing and I'm sure you notice it in basketball, right? Like from when you started to where you are now, it came from practicing and learning, but also having the right coach, mm -hmm. right? Do you feel that teachers make a big difference in your learning? Honestly, teachers make a huge difference because if you have a really bad teacher, they're just going to crush your confidence. Whereas if you have a great teacher, like a lot of the teachers here at Stand Up and Speak, they're going to boost your confidence and make you feel like a completely different person. A hundred percent. And what are maybe one or two things or traits or personality characteristics that you really appreciate in your teachers? Honestly, just being an honest person. If you like every time you have a chance to give constructive criticism, I think you should. You shouldn't sugarcoat anything because that's the only time when the student is going to be able to know what room for improvement they have. I think that's a really good point. And I think something a lot of us teachers struggle with because, you know, there's that balance between, yes, I want to give the feedback, but I also don't want to break your confidence. And I think, I think the thing that helps me is the way I say it, you know, because to your point, you should be honest. And again, the word constructive feedback is the key there. I think the way you communicate it matters a lot. And I think it's, it's going to sound, again, again, as simple, but like when you know how to do public speaking, when you have that confidence naturally, your ability to communicate, even in your personal relationships, even with students or, or teachers, it improves massively. For you, being a student here, I know you said, yes, now when you go in front of a class, you've improved so much. Do you feel like it's also empowered you in your life and just in general when you're talking to your parents or your friends or, or anything? Honestly, yeah, like public speaking helps me in virtually every aspect of life. It helps me make new friends. It helps me just communicate with teachers effectively. And, you know, whenever I go to a job interview, it also helps me excel in that. And I feel like it truly helps me stand out from a lot of other competitors. I, I agree. And I think especially right now with, with your generation where a lot of the students haven't had as many, you know, social situations or the ability to, to learn this in, in school, which I think should happen very soon where our curriculum is based on public speaking as well. Cause I think it's one of the greatest skills a, a kid could have. Um, but I think that, that makes a big difference to your point. You know, one of the things you also started doing with Stand Up and Speak is, is volunteering. So what made you start volunteering and, and, you know, step outside of just being a student here? Okay, so I've been here since 2021. So, and I started volunteering actually this year. So those two years, which I didn't spend volunteering, I just kind of got a feel for the environment. And I just, it was just a very inspiring place. So that's what made me decide to volunteer is that I wanted to be part of this environment and contribute to it. That's great. And I think it all goes back to what you said about, yes, you're a volunteer, but you're a teacher, right? And, and I think 
the way you teach, it makes that impact. And I'm so glad that you see it. And that's the reason you want to do this. Cause I think that's the reason all of the teachers here at stand up and speak. And I'm hoping across the world are there. It's because it's so empowering and so rewarding to see students that come in on the first day, even when you came in on the first day, you know, seeing how nervous you are and then seeing your trajectory over your three years, seeing where you are today doing a podcast. Like, I think that's just so fulfilling and rewarding for us. And I'm sure great for you, but I think I'm so glad you started volunteering because I really think you're going to see that side of, of seeing students improve. And I, I think you're going to love it as much as we do. Um, you know, and, and when you volunteer, what do you think, what do you think makes you or, or lets you be more valuable to the students? Like what are things that you're learning that you probably wouldn't have if you hadn't started volunteering? Honestly, just general communication skills. So when I started volunteering, one of the biggest things I did was, it sounds simple, but opening the door and greeting the students. But I learned to do that in a way which put a smile on the student's face. So in my opinion, that's just uh, priceless, you know? It's such an important life skill that I've learned through volunteering here. That's amazing. And I love that you said that because I see you open that door maybe 30, 40, 50 times every time a class comes in and I see you smiling. And sometimes you've opened the door for me and I can definitely tell you it makes an impact. Walking into a class where you're already nervous for usually because you want to improve and seeing someone greet you so nicely, you're so right. Like it's such a small thing, but it, you're definitely making an impact. So I just want to say we really appreciate everything you do for us. And we're so happy that, you know, we were able to have you as a volunteer and, and also that we're adding to your growth as well continuously. Um, would you know already maybe, or, or just know, I know you said you like chemistry. So do you have an idea of what you want to do when you grow up? I would like to go into computer engineering because, you know, I've always been interested in computers. I love coding and I'm taking computer engineering course this year in high school, which involves a lot of robotics. So yeah, down the road, I want to attend University of Waterloo's computer engineering program and just do any job in that field. You know, that's where my heart lies. That's awesome. And what do you like most about it? Like that technology and the robotic space? You know, with AI coming up, I think being involved in the coming up of AI is very important as that's a new bright field where many new job opportunities will open. That I agree with you completely. Like I'm in the project space right now and most of our projects are around AI and gen AI and how do we create models that can automate tasks or things that we do today. And even just a simple example of ChatGPT and how much it's changed massively the way we do things. I think it's 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 incredible. Um, do you use ChatGPT a lot? Um, <laughs> if none of my teachers are listening, I can admit to yes. use it. <laughs> well, you can also use it for different things. Like sometimes we'll use it to like find recipes or yes, sometimes find, you know, examples for math questions, but it's okay because that's what I feel like tools are there for as long as you're not abusing them. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with technology. How do you feel towards it? How do you create boundaries with technology that allow you to utilize it to a point of its value, but not detriment anything for you? Exactly. Exactly. I just think you shouldn't um, abuse it in a way where it gives you an unfair advantage over others. And you should kind of just use it for what it's meant to be used for. Yeah. As you said, um, it can help you with cooking. So sure, if you want to make a pie, you could obviously search it up on ChatGPT for <laughs> clear and concise instructions rather than searching through billions of YouTube videos and finding one after like one hour of scrolling through. So yeah, it's really useful for that, but overall just don't abuse it. No, I, I agree, especially because 
you know, our dependence on technology is growing more and more to your point, because that's where the world is going. Um, starting that earlier on and building those foundations now, I, I think is going to be key. Um, I guess another question for you out of curiosity, because I always think there's different answers to this and there's no right answer, but do you think leaders are, are made or born? I think leaders are definitely made because of the environment around them. If there's a child who is always the center of attention, then they're not going to have that feel for leadership because everything's given to them. Whereas there's a, if there's a child who isn't always the center of attention, they're going to learn how to command attention. And that's, in my opinion, how leaders are made. That, that's amazing. And, and I've never heard that as the example. And I think you're right. Like I, as I'm reflecting on it, I think it makes a lot of sense the way you see it. Do you feel like you're a leader today or you were a leader before or what kind of made you the leader you are today? I think I'm working on it, but in the, in the near future, I see myself being a leader, not only who shines the light upon himself, but also shines the light upon his group mates. And that's what I try and demonstrate in school. You know, whenever I'm in a group, I don't just do all the work. I make sure everybody that does their own part as well. So everybody gets like equal knowledge and contribution. That's amazing. And I think especially as the, the shooting guard or the point guard passing the ball, right? Like yeah. I think, because it's always easy when you're open to just take the shot, even if you're confident you're going to make it maybe 80% of the time, but being able to pass and see what everyone's strengths are and letting them hone that in. I think that's one of the biggest things that sets apart some of the best point guards in the world. It's knowing how to utilize and also see the value in your team. Not so much what can I do, but it's how can we get to it together? Do you find that as being something challenging for you when you're a point guard or is that something that you do pretty easily and naturally now? I think that comes very naturally to me. And that's why the coaches assigned me the position of a point guard, because every time I have an open shot, but I, then I see someone who's closer to the rim, you know, obviously you'd rather have a layup than a three pointer. Cause especially at a high school level, the layup's going to go in more often than not. So yeah, every time it, but honest, if I feel I have a higher chance of making it, I obviously will shoot it. So in general, my mindset is that get the ball to whoever has the highest chance of making it. That's like kind of what, that's just the, the recipe to success. To success. No, I, I agree. And I think it's a, it's a really good point because to your point, I think you need to know the balance, right? Of when you mm -hmm. pass and when you shoot. So that's, that's awesome. What's one thing that people don't know about you? One thing that people don't know about me is ever since I got my G1 driver's license, you know, I'm 16 years old now. And I've been driving every single day since I got my G1 driver license. Like every time me and my family go out and my dad or mom wants to drive, I just say, no, <laughs> no, please let me drive. And honestly, they don't, they don't even mind it because they don't even Who like driving. Drive? Yeah. yeah, but I love it. I just feel a burst of adrenaline whenever I'm behind the wheel. That's awesome. So you like it because it makes you feel like, not scared, but like adrenaline, like it pumps you up kind of? Yeah, ju just the same feeling I get when I play basketball. Ah, that's really, and how long have you been driving now or had your G1 for? Um, I say around four months now. Okay. Yeah. I remember earlier on when I got it as well, I would want to drive everywhere. And now if anyone even remotely before they ask, I give them the key because I hate <laughs> driving now, but yes, I'm, I'm so glad. And I think when, at least for me, I don't know for you, when I was able to get my G1 and be able to drive, yes, it was adrenaline of being behind the wheel, but a lot of it came from just feeling independent, knowing that I could kind of take myself anywhere I wanted or go anywhere. I know with G1, it's different, but I think you're just so excited probably to get your G2 because then you can really go anywhere you want. 
Exactly. Like now, whenever I want to go somewhere, say meet up with some friends, I always have to ask my parents to drive me to there. But when I get my G2, you know, I'm going to be able to do that by myself, which kind of gives me a newfound feeling of uh, control over my, like, my own decisions. So I think it's great. Agreed. And again, it all goes back to confidence. I think every part of your life, to your point, like situations around you, they all drive your ability to build your own confidence. Like, for example, if your parents were not as comfortable with you driving right off the bat, it would have taken you a lot longer, maybe, to build that confidence in driving. But I think because you're getting this much practice, again, also practice, I feel like when you get your G2, they're going to feel very confident in you. And you're also going to feel really comfortable taking yourself out and going. So I, I agree with you. And, you know, I think just to summarize, all the important things you mentioned and all the tips that make sure you practice, right? Practice is the biggest thing. Everything in your life will drive the confidence that you have and your confidence will also drive everything in your life. I think are, are the two most important things that I've learned from you in this podcast. So thank you so much. We'll end this off with a, something we like to call a rapid fire round where we'll put a timer on the clock for a minute. And what I'll do is I'll ask you 10 very quick and small questions. And without thinking, you'll just you know, shoot out an answer. Um, and then we'll go from there. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. It's time to test your impromptu speaking skills with rapid fire. Can you answer 10 random questions in less than one minute? Perfect. So in three, two, one, what's your favorite breakfast food? Cereal. Summer or winter? Summer. Favorite movie? Not a movie, but Breaking Bad. Favorite animal? Cats. Favorite dessert? Chocolate cake. Reading or watching a movie? Definitely watching a movie. I think you already answered that for me. <laughs> Best speaker you know? Muhammad Ali. Uh, your favorite fast food restaurant? Popeye's. Nice. Favorite vacation spot? Dubai. Driving or flying somewhere? Driving somewhere. Newfound independence. Yes. Thank you so much, Kaim. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on this podcast. I think you're definitely an inspiration to all the people listening to this podcast today, not only our, our students, but even the adults. I think having this positive mindset that you have and this attitude towards life and wanting to be successful and knowing the right values to get to it, I think it's, it's hard to do at your age, but the fact that you have this, I think it's very inspiring and amazing. So again, we appreciate you so much, the full team here at Stand Up and Speak, not only for being a great student who lifts up his peers, but for being such a great volunteer um, in addition to our, our teaching team as well. We really, really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's all part of growing as a person. Stand Up and Speak has trained thousands of students in the art of public speaking. For the past 20 years, we have produced numerous regional, provincial, and national public speaking champions. Our programs are fun, interactive, educational, and life-changing. Check out our Google reviews or visit us online at www.standupandspeak.com.